Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're talking some game news before we jump into a review of Obsidian's The Outer Worlds. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe to our channel and help throw us a little bit of extra cash if you have it. That's awesome. If not, just follow us so we get some follows up in there. That would be awesome, too. Uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. So um, the Horror Movie Yearbook guys are have recorded an episode on Haas, House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Please Haas, go check that out. The House on Haunted Hill. Very appropriate. House right after Oktoberfest. Yeah, I have not... Uh, have not watched it yet myself, but uh, or listened to it yet myself. But please go check that out. And also, uh, a hearty congratulations to Nick uh, on the birth of his daughter. Yes, congrats, yeah. Nick. congratulations, Nick nice. and Kim. Uh, and yeah, it's fantastic. Right on. But uh, yeah, other than that, cool. Who's has anybody played anything else? Alex, you've had a very busy past couple of weeks. I don't expect you to have played much. I've but. played a little bit, but we're gonna start with Brian first while I adjust something. Okay, Brian, what have you played? Anything? Obviously a lot of Destiny 2. Yeah. Has anything changed? You still feel pretty uh, into it? I, I heard you rage quit the other night. Uh, no, that was Rainbow Six that made me quit. Oh, Rainbow I made think. you quit. Okay. I thought you were like failed the Nightfall a bunch or something. Oh, like well, that. that was kind of a rage quit too. Yeah. It really, I was just super hungry and we were doing that for probably about an hour longer than I expected. <laughs> And we tried it many times. Maybe eventually we would have gotten it. We probably yeah. would have. But uh, yeah, an hour and it was like an hour and 45 minutes. And we probably spent a half hour of that on the boss. <laughs> wow. Damn. And yeah. That doesn't sound fun. I'm glad I stopped playing that game. <laughs> but, well, uh, to be honest, that's literally the hardest thing you can do in that game right now. Yeah. Everything else is easier. Like, we did the Nightfall at that level last week, but it was a different one, and it it only it took, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. So, did you just get screwed by, like, the We kind of got screwed modifiers by... And yeah, they have a lot of new um, mods for, like, different enemy types. Like, yeah. um, they have these enemies called, like, Barrier or Overload or... Um, unstoppable enemies now and you need it that type of mod in a gun in order to shut them down hmm. so you have and the, the way the nightfall works is all your loadouts locked like it used to be at least the high level nightfalls like that so you basically um, have one weapon with the mod on it or whatever yeah or so you, you have to coordinate because i mean more likely than not you're not going to be able to slot all three of those like you there those mods don't work in heavy weapons mm. so or power weapons so you you're kind of you, you have to decide who's going to carry what yeah and um that specific nightfall had a shit ton of uh overload enemies and we were not prepared for that like i think Zach was the only person that could deal with them Sounds about so right. <laughs> it took us like forever to get through all those champions is what they're called. Um, but it's cool. It adds like a different uh, tactical element to the game. A little more coordination. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, like they started the Halloween event. And with that, they kind of sprang a like public event on everyone that was not in like the patch notes before the Halloween event started. So that was kind of cool when it drops like a few unique weapons. Was that that dungeon you guys are doing? That that's part of that update, but it has not, it basically that public event exists because you have to do it in order to unlock the dungeon. Okay. But then you can keep going back to that event and doing it. It's a, it's a good way to get like the three new weapons and other shit. That's cool. Um, but yeah, we did do the dungeon. We finished it pretty quick, honestly. I did it with Zach and another guy, and uh, that was 
that was really fun. It's pretty well designed. It's not quite as good as the last one, but it's cool. Like a dungeon's basically in between a raid and a strike. Yeah. It's like you're probably going to spend at least the first time you're going to spend like an hour and a half doing it maybe. Interesting. Um, Any time after that, probably less, but it's definitely longer than like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And there's multiple bosses in it with like a little puzzle element and stuff like that. So that was fun. Um, I did play Apex Legends a bit. Not too long, but I wanted to try out the uh, Halloween event that they had, actually. And it's like... Um, Shadowfall? It, yeah, I think it's called Shadowfall. Yeah. Um, it has... Not Shadowkeep. Not Shadowkeep, but <laughs> There's Shadowfall. a lot of shadow stuff out right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Shadows are Halloween-y. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But basically, well, I don't know if you guys know, but Apex Legends, just like Fortnite, has a new map now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you play the regular mode of Apex Legends, it's the new map. But then this Halloween event takes place on the old, the original map, but at night. And it's so it's spooky solo queue only. Like you don't play with two other people like normal. Um, you basically you drop in. And your goal is to be in the last 10 survivors. Mm -hmm. But if you die before that point, you come back as a zombie. Okay. And you get a really fast zombie (laughs) and you only have like a melee attack and that's it. And you die super easy. Um, You can see all the like regular combatants that are left. Like in, it's like a, like an infrared vision kind of thing. Okay. Um, and isn't so if you survive if you survive to the last ten, don't you have to like escape? To yeah, it's it's like the end of a an old school like Titanfall. Or... Well, Titanfall at the end of every match, you would have to escape if you're on the losing side. Oh, and interesting. You get like extra points for that. Um, so it's basically like that. But if you escape, it counts your side as as winning. If okay. anybody escapes, yeah. if everyone gets eliminated, then the zombies win. And if you die as a zombie, you actually come back again. Interesting. And you just keep coming back. That's cool. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty fun. It was terrifying, honestly, because like the sound effects are super cool, and like the zombies are so damn fast. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that, and I also tried the Rainbow Six Halloween event, which is really awesome, but. I'm fucking terrible at it. So I was like really mad about it. <laughs> yeah. We were pretty like we all like Alex Gladish and I played after you quit. So yeah. We got, we did a couple rounds of that. It's uh, it's just like, it's uh, Van Helsing meets rainbow six hide and seek yeah. is what it is. Well, my rage quitting on that was partially me still being mad about the nightfall earlier in the <laughs> evening and being really shitty at that Halloween event. And then, using the rest of my rainbow money to buy Halloween packs and just getting weapon skins. That's what put, pushed me over the edge. I was like, that I'm was done playing straw. for the night. <laughs> I used up a bunch of my renown in order to get some. I don't, I didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. I had just used it for something else, but yeah, that event's awesome. It's really like, cool. It's, it's like a fun idea to like yeah. give you like, you know, regenerating gadgets to use and, and to try and get away. But I feel like it's, I, I don't know. I feel like it's slanted towards the actual like living the people that are trying to hunt down the, the defenders. attackers. Yeah. yeah, but I'm also really bad no matter what side I'm on, so it can't be that slanted. There's, there's so Gladish had one round where he just he hid under the desk in one of the rooms. Yeah, yeah, and like he they couldn't find him. Like it just worked out, you know. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, that was it. It definitely was. It's a fun a fun event and the skins that you can get for the characters were really cool. Oh, Spe- especially cool. Capkins was like the shit. Cause he's basically death. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Um, but yeah, overall, like it, it was a fun, it's a fun event. I think it's still going on for another day or two. I'm I think not so 100% too. Sure though, but, um, anything else play anything else? No, nobody. So I played, um, I played two things. One of them is what the golf, which is available through the Epic Store on PC, but it's also an Apple Arcade game, mm-hmm. which is where I played it. That game is really charming. It's a lot of fun. It's not your typical golf game, which is what's fun about it. Uh, so I don't really want to give anything away, but check that out if you want something fun to just kind of play through and not take very seriously. Um, 
And then I've also been playing, in addition to The Outer Worlds, I started The Outer Wilds, which is the game that came out on Game Pass quite a while ago, and it just recently made it to PlayStation 4. Um, But it's this interesting time-looping game where you have, like, basically 22 minutes to hop into your spaceship and try to make it to the other planets in the solar system and to gather clues about things that are going on. And then Mm. it basically just kind of like a supernova happens or something and you start back over, but your information is persistent. So every time you learn something, it gets added to a map and you can kind of keep charting your way through these like information, uh, branches in order to learn more about, why you're caught in like a time loop so uh i've only played a little bit of it but it, it is it's a very cool game a lot of thought put into everything about it uh and i'm excited to play more so cool yeah i haven't played anything else i stopped playing breakpoint because everyone made me not like the game anymore <laughs> um but uh, there are games that I want to play. I've been hearing a lot of good things about Disco Elysium. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm very interested in that game. Which is kind of crazy because it's an RPG with like zero combat. That, but, that yeah. sounds appealing to me. Honestly, I've spent very little time in combat in Outer Worlds. It's it's fun just talking to people and manipulating them through speech. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, so. the combat... We, yeah, is, we'll, it, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into that, into, We'll get into our Outer Worlds I enjoy... Worlds conversing in rpgs a lot yeah but so this but that's what disco elysium is essentially like it's a game where like you have different abilities like all of the traditional rpg tropes of like charisma and intelligence and and strength and uh you know whatever wisdom dexterity are, are all like expanded into additional much wider categories of like uh traits so yeah. mm-hmm. you end up putting points into those and like you can manipulate things differently and it's all like you're a detective in like a i think it's like post-apocalyptic or something of some sort i'm not 100 percent sure on that i i still need to i need to look into it more but i've heard so many good things about that game being amazing so i want to check that out yeah uh and i and luigi's mansion just came out too i want to get that yeah it did i <sighs> I never played the first Luigi's Mansion. I played the one that came out on the 3DS, which was Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark Moon or something like that. Didn't quite hook me, just because there wasn't quite enough there for me. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen much of, of the third one to know if they've done anything different. I've but, heard good things, though. Yeah, me so. too. Me too. Anyways, um, yeah, let's uh, hit some news real quick. News time. There we go. News. Uh, we'll start with you, John. So, uh, yeah, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is going to get an overhaul. Uh, this is this came in addition to Ubisoft announcing that they're going to delay a bunch of their games, specifically uh, Watch Dogs Legion and uh, what was it? Gods and... Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters or, or whatever. Yeah, that game's getting a delay. Um, they, but, they did their earnings call. They basically said that The Division 2 and Breakpoint were both... Underperforming. Underperforming what their projections were. So they're going to do more to make their games unique and better. And uh, part of the overhaul for Breakpoint is they're going to look in. They're they're going to expand on um, some of the survival elements because players wanted more of that. They wanted. Uh, they're looking at um, adding AI uh, companions again because that was something people really liked from Wildlands. Mm-hmm. So they want to bring that back in. Uh, on top of the loot system, it looks like they're going to overhaul that as well because that seems to be the main thing people are upset about is the loot system. So it'll be, if Wildlands is any indication, because that game was also fairly broken when it came out, um, they will they will eventually get Breakpoint to be a really solid game down the line. It's just going to take a while, which they said in this IGN article that we're looking at too, so... I'll revisit it then. One of the things that they mentioned in the earnings call was that they feel like they learned from the Division 2 and Breakpoint that maybe people wanted more distance between these marquee releases, which is funny because Rainbow Six Siege came out in 2015 or whatever, and uh, and 
they're obviously they gave that a little more time to breathe and it's not like wildlands didn't have two or three years of dlc or whatever um but you know the division one to division two was was a shorter hop like one, um, of the, one of the things I don't really understand, I mean, I, I get if you're making like drastic changes to uh, mechanics in general, like the 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 specializations and things in the Division 2 and how some of that game played out were very different from the Division 1, which makes sense that they want to overhaul it into it being a whole new game. But when you have games that are these persistent, like growing games as a service, I feel like it, it just needs like don't make a sequel like just keep building on what you have you know they could have they could have built some of that stuff into the division one more you know down the line and then expanded into being washington dc and have it be like a 40 50 dollar expansion you know i and i mean i'm sure like the division one also didn't have a huge audience i mean i don't really know i don't pay too much attention to it but I think it grew over time. It, it did. It, it had a huge launch, and then a ton of people dropped off, and then much like Destiny, like people kind of trickled back in as the game became more and more fixed, and they were releasing more of the DLC and the expansions and everything. And I think, uh, I, I'm just again, it's the idea of like, well, okay, what happens when Destiny three comes out, like? you already have this built universe like are you just gonna scrap everything and whatever or you know like when is the division three gonna like basically negate everything i've already done but you've built these persistent worlds where players want to have characters that can carry over through you know it's you you've created massively multiplayer online games that are essentially like role-playing games much like wow where you know world of warcraft has expanded to the point where they just keep adding shit to the game instead of like it's not like there's a World of Warcraft two or three or four mm-hmm. or five at this point. Like people want to keep building on the same character and narrative, so stop. Why why are companies continuing to stop them from doing that? I guess it's kind of strange. Like I I wonder if they're just scared of the idea. Like what if year two of the Division two costs you sixty dollars? but it was big like what if there were more places to go like what what if i mean maybe that's part of it is the understanding is like because it's still called the division two people are like oh it's not a new game it's more of the same old bullshit you know and people are looking for something new maybe that might be and, and that there's something the the video games journalists or video game media have not found the greatest way to like touch on these live games because obviously when something first comes out they talk about it they review it and then it's not like you have somebody there aren't a lot of people coming back and being like hey rainbow six siege ember rise here's what's going on and this is what's great this is what isn't like there's not that like constant evaluation it takes that new release to get like that infusion of press or whatever to come and check it out again and actually talk about it. So it's weird. They're they're in this weird realm of like, you know, World of Warcraft when Wrath of the Lich King comes out, everybody like people talk about it. But like when the Division Two Year Two comes out with the first thing, it's not like there's a lot of people reporting on it. And maybe that's because there's not a huge audience there. I don't know. Right. But they're, they're, it feels like these live service games have not done a great job of figuring out how to strike that balance between when does a sequel, when is the sequel necessary and when can we just continue building? Like Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 was supposedly this big technological overhaul that needed to happen, right? Yeah, I'm still waiting for them to just bring all of Destiny 1's content into Destiny 2 and just call it Destiny and be yeah. done with it. Because that's ideally like... You could you they could do that and they would you'd watch their player base skyrocket even like it already has skyrocketed being released as like a free to play game now but yeah I feel like you bring in this old content you're gonna bring back all of those old players who gave up on it after Destiny one and uh, you know they'll they'll come back because they can now play it on PC and whatever like you know but yeah it, I I think I think uh, your point of like w- when does when does the game as a service like warrant a sequel or whatever is is a valid criticism or even like what's the best way to make it so that that works like what if what if year 1 is $30 and year 2 is 60 
and it just kind of like goes on and off of that. Like I think there's room for experimentation and I don't know how much they're really trying that other than being like, all right, well, time for another $60 package that has to yeah. go out. And I mean, so. it could also just be something along the lines of like their shareholders want to know how many new releases are being put out every year. And so they make a sequel that counts as a new release or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the downside of having to appeal to your board and shareholders, I guess. True. So Who anyways, knows? I'm looking forward to seeing the changes come to Breakpoint because uh, I like the game kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to put Glowing it otherwise. Endorsement. I mean, I was real big on it, and then everybody else made me feel dumb. So Don't feel dumb. Like what you like. Stick to your guns. Yep. Your tiered but loot guns. That's the thing is like it's it's <laughs> like having the wool pulled away from your eyes. You know what I mean? Well, like to some you, degree, maybe. But but I think like I I go into the game blind and I'm having a good time, and then everybody else is like, yeah, but there's all these problems that like you somehow like completely missed, and then I'm and then I go back to playing the game, and I'm like, wow, there are a lot of problems with this, <laughs> and now I see everything. You know, I've I've put on the glasses from that uh, fucking movie with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper or whatever. They live. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I put on the glasses and I see all the zombies. There you go. Yeah, I. Well, I'm aliens, sorry, but whatever. Aliens. Yeah, I'm sorry that we ruined the game for you, but it wasn't just you guys no. too, though. A lot of it was the subreddit is was just a cesspool of fucking nonsense, and well, all yeah. of those people That's should how most just subreddits are. They should all just overdose on caffeine pills. <laughs> so they're working but, on it. Man, there's something wrong with all those people. Yeah. Anyways, next news bit. Let's yep. talk about it, Brian. Yeah. What's up? This one's yours. Oh, yeah. So, um, for the first time since uh, 2013, you'll be able to buy EA games on Steam, starting with some new ones, starting with uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I believe. Yep. The imagery Which... of the Origin logo going down the toilet <laughs> is really funny. It actually fits perfectly. Job. Um, yeah, I guess they've kind of realized that people are not willing to use Origin to buy their stuff. A lot of people are not. Yeah, so none of this shit they're finally on going sale. to uh, allow their games through Steam again. And eventually, like it's just going to be a certain few at first, and then it's going to expand, and eventually you will actually be able to get the Origin um, subscription service, I believe, through there as well. Like Origin Premiere and Origin Access. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Some uh, people were wondering if this was also Steam kind of being like, hey, like you have to imagine EA was like, should we go to Epic or should we go to Valve? And maybe yeah, both possibly. of them were like battling over this to well, kind of be like, how do we get them to come here? And I have to imagine... Like it's pretty pretty big for Steam to be like, hey, we will support your subscription service yeah. on our service, service within a service kind of thing. And I wonder if it'll open up the door for something like UPlay and all these other subscription services that we see coming up. I mean, they but, well, uh, Ubisoft still like offers their stuff through Steam, which yeah, is nice yes. for the most part, except for the Division Two, and but yeah, will uh, they? Will they have that? Will we get to a point where they have their services integrating through Steam as well? Like I don't know. Like Origin is apparently going to do, but yeah, this this could be big. I mean, it's basically like they're kind of allying against Epic in a way. Yeah, like I, I the craziest thing about it to me is that they would be giving up, not giving up, because Origin is still going to be a thing. Yeah. You could still go directly to them to get their games if you would like, but in this time where we have steam and the epic game store and these other services popping up it's weird to see one of them kind of be like all right well it didn't work out but they were like one of the first ones to try and spin out and do their own stuff anyway so yeah i just i'm interested to see when epic has like their summer sale and winter sale like how many of those games i can buy for under ten dollars and never play <laughs> they'll get there <laughs> yeah I, I already have a large library of free games I'll probably never play. Yeah, I've been I've been downloading the ones that actually look like I care about them. Yeah, There's but, a lot of them that are good that I really should play. Yeah, but like when whatever. they had the Metro games up or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, Subnautica I've heard good things about. Yeah. Yep. 
Lots yeah. of that. I think is a continuum or something like that. It was like some survival horror first person something or other. It looked really cool. I downloaded that too, but haven't played it. Just like All ninety ninety percent of my Steam games. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. No, but uh, it's an interesting move. I'm interested yeah. to see what else it brings in this store. Uh, but uh, I. I don't know where I'm going to buy Jedi Fallen Order, but I'm going to buy it somewhere. I that's can't. that's one thing I've been wondering about. Um, I haven't seen anywhere that says it is actually available through Origin Premiere. Ah, like have you, John? I haven't been paying attention because to I it. was kind of banking on the fact that I'd just be able to play it for free because I have that through like right January or February, and I don't really want to continue it. I don't think after that. So we're on the Origin Access website here, and uh, if it's not on there, then I'm canceling. You do Origin. get a discount. It does not look like they have any verbiage on here showing that you'll. So, Premier it Games seems like bullshit to me because I was kind of under the impression that all of their their first party new games would be well Battlefield or Battlefield. Uh, Battlefront 2 was on there when it was yeah Battlefield 5 Anthem like everything that's come out new has been on there but no that's uh that's interesting like even the the free trials or whatever but yeah I guess we'll see uh yeah anything else about Origin not really all right uh, I somehow got the task of bringing up BlizzCon news. So because BlizzCon, you care the least, <laughs> we thought you should talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't think of anything else that I really cared about. Uh, we got a new Hearthstone expansion called The Descent of Dragons. There's a new World of Warcraft expansion called Shadowlands that got revealed as well. Uh, the Overwatch 2 rumors have been confirmed. Uh it looks like Overwatch 2 will be coming out. They have... There were some interesting things about, like, character progression that I think are happening with Overwatch 2. And I think there's also, like, PvE as well as yeah. PvP. Yes. So... There's um, a single-player mode. Yeah. So it sounds like they... Uh, and a cooperative mode, I think. They're trying to do more with Overwatch, which is pretty cool. Like, I think that's one where it makes sense, like, the fact that they're adding in PvE or, yeah. or single-player that makes sense that it would be Overwatch 2 and not just like, you know. Well, over the years they've given or they've done these like free uh movies about each character. Yeah. And they're they're pretty involved sometimes and um interesting. And so they've they've got, done a good job building up that world, but it's like you never really experience it via gameplay at all. Yeah. Because you're just playing against other players with no story whatsoever to interrupt real quick here on the Jedi fallen order website. It says it is included with origin premiere. Hell yeah. Interesting. Maybe they're just not advertising it so that people do go and buy it and just buy it. Yeah. But it is, it like in, it is like the second line after the description of the game on the main website for fallen order. Okay. Well, I might have to pay another $15 for that. I mean, I just want a game that makes it worth my investment in that. For sure, because I Anthem got didn't of, count. I got enough out of Anthem that I got like fifty, sixty I mean, bucks I worth guess, out of Anthem. I guess I got my money's worth between that and Battlefield, and I did play Sims Four quite a bit and some other random things that still cost a decent amount of money. But I did fire up Anthem for a half second because the Halloween shit, like the armor sets, the were fucking are really cool. Sweet. Yeah. They're Mass Effect armor, right? Uh, yeah, but the game would not run. <laughs> I was getting like twenty <laughs> frames a second. <laughs> There was like a fog, like they had like a green fog throughout uh, the whole. Oh, like, uh, volumetric fog will kill your frame it rate. It fucking yeah, destroyed they it. They still man. haven't fixed that it problem just made over it, the years. It made it unplayable. I couldn't even walk through like the fucking first person tart. What's the, what's the land called? Uh, That's a great the question, city. John. I don't know the city that you go to. <laughs> I can't remember. Tardis. Tardis. Well, no. the no. well decorated uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. T- uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> Fallen Order will be available for <laughs> premiere members. I had to figure that out. So, uh, hey, uh, Black Space Mirror, thanks for watching. But, uh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I I don't know why you guys bought a year of that. Because I I don't know. I was expecting it was, Anthem it was, to like get a not discount. be shit. I so. get it. But what if you just paid fifteen dollars and then you found out if you liked the game and then you buy a year of it? Well, it was a hundred for a year versus fifteen a month, so I was like, yeah, whatever. But you could do fifteen for a month and then a hundred for the year after that. True, but then that would be a hundred and fifteen. True. <laughs> That's okay. There are other games that I was looking forward yeah, to playing, and like no, they've got sense. the Vault, which has a bunch of shit in it that you could play too. I but mean, have you played any of it? I haven't had time. Is yeah. part of the problem. So yeah. the this and even with like Ubisoft and like you know you play plus like these subscription services are beneficial to some extent because instead of me spending. 60 bucks on one game i am then getting four months worth of gaming whatever game of whatever yeah whatever i want to play whatever comes out it kind of makes it makes sense for someone like me i think until i actually settle down and find like my game you know if that ever happens i don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) i probably never will but i'll just go back to playing skyrim again there you go (laughs) But yeah, like that, it, it works for someone. I think in in our shoes too. That it's nice for us who want to be up on the latest games. Yeah, we get to, to play them, and we're not. We don't have to shell out sixty dollars every time to be up front, you know, and have like the latest, most current shit to play. So yeah, I don't feel bad if I install a game and play it for an hour or two and don't like it. Yeah, that's which fair. Is nice. Uh, the other worst kept secret of BlizzCon Diablo Four was also yes. confirmed. Uh, they had a cool announcement cinematic that i have not watched but it, uh is very cool and yeah. very dark they always do a very good job with those um but yeah you know it sounds like uh there's still a lot of protesting stuff going on i know some some kid who was asking a question during a q a at blizzcon that was being streamed uh like yelled out free hong kong in the middle of his question in order to to protest in the middle of their presentation but um it sounds like uh, most of the nerds have forgiven them. Diablo Four is coming. So yeah. So rejoice. Who cares about Hong Kong now, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. We have Diablo. We have play. Diablo Four. <laughs> Fuck democracy. <laughs> but no, we're, we're not a political podcast. The, the shittiest thing about it is that there's a lot of people at Blizzard pouring their hearts into these games and things, and Blizzard's just fucking squandering all of their goodwill with the boneheaded moves that they make about this shit but you know good on them for making diablo 4 i suppose and uh but that one dude with gross hair apologized sure (laughs) with gross hair But uh, did they say when Diablo Four is actually when any of the stuff is no, actually launched? No, not at all. They said it. About. They said the terminology they used was "it is a way off." <laughs> okay, so we're showing this to you because we need you to love us. We, again. yeah, we need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when uh, it's like when your angry ex girlfriend like sends you like a you know a nude and just to get you back enticed so you're you don't you're not mad at her anymore. That's never happened to me, John. It's never happened to me either, but right. I assume that's kind of so like... It sounds like something I would see in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It'd be in like some form of American Pie 12 or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, How many pies are they going to fuck? <laughs> Was that the tagline for that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. American Pie 12. How many can they fuck? At least 12. 12 pies. Anyways. Um... um was there an Overwatch 2 release date either? Do you know? No, I don't think so. I Google searched it and Google said May 24th, 2016, which is not the release date of Overwatch 2. So <laughs> I just saw a bunch of people they, were like, oh, Overwatch 2, cool. cool. <laughs> Blizzard doesn't do release dates unless it's a WoW expansion. They, yeah, they're fair. like, when it's done. Keep your subscription going for another the, yeah. 12 months. But no, I you know cool they're making video games these the graphics cin- the are cinematics cool looks great the graphics look good too um, um what graphics this is no, all pre-rendered you can nonsense see, you can see gameplay there's, there's gameplay, gameplay footage too. show me gameplay footage <laughs> there you go because it's playing on some system that has like 64 gigabytes of ram and like two 2080 ti's like <laughs> i don't understand this part it's not like a real gameplay if you go forward a little more that's not even it basically it looks like Diablo. It looks a lot like Diablo. That's cool. 
But it's it's very old school. And that dude just turned into a bear. That's yeah. kind of rad. All right, that, where can I pre-order? How did they get Zach in yeah, the you, game? You can get. You can. Uh, you're apparently going to be able to have mounts. Nick, you can turn into a bear in this game. If I, I'll be honest with you. If they made like a Diablo online that was like World of Warcraft but Diablo based, I would probably play that. From what it sounds like, it's going to be more like the Destiny model, actually, where it's going to be fairly open. Um, like where you go and non-linear instead mm-hmm. of like the four act, four or five act progression that they used to have with the zones. It's going to be more more like an open world map with dungeons and stuff that you can find. Yeah, but can I play this on my MacBook Pro? Probably. <laughs> It'll run like shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Blizzard games run really well on maybe, older hardware. Maybe they'll make you a... Uh... <laughs> Zach said Blizzard knew how much I rely on bears. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe uh, you can. They'll make an ultra low setting for your MacBook that you can play it. On. Yeah, no, but I'm not interested. Um, I mean, I'll, I, I'm interested in the game. And I'm interested in playing it on my MacBook Pro. That's for sure. I'm so. very interested. Like I I I did not have a problem with the style of Diablo three. I think it looks awesome, but it definitely the tone of it it was definitely more lighthearted than the old ones. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to them going back to that real dark, like gritty feel yeah um i don't know that diablo 4 will hook me any more than diablo 3 hasn't already but uh you know it's cool it's always it's diablo is one of those franchises where i'm kind of like i'm glad to know that it's out there that it's still good and people enjoy it i i mean i loved the first one i never really had a good opportunity to play the second one yeah and I enjoyed playing the third one, but don't know why. Like, I can't pinpoint what didn't sink What's its not teeth. Working. Yeah, like, yeah. I I'm I don't know way. what it was. I yep. think may, it may have been because I was trying to play it more co-op with other people, and they had already, like, had time to blow through the whole game, and then were trying to help me, like, yeah. go through it quickly, and yeah. that just kind of... Because I like the lore of It removed Diablo. some of the challenge so, for you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I find with Diablo, it's best to play through the campaign once on your own and Plus, then play. I, I don't. I really players. liked the procedural dungeons in the first one. Yeah, I mean, they, that's gone now, yeah. right? So, uh, uh, yeah. So, I don't uh, know. No, I don't know enough about Diablo. I don't feel like any of my playthroughs that I have done of Diablo 3 had any bit of procedural dungeon-ness to them as much. And it may have just been because a lot of the, at least the the overworld areas are more open than they are, like, dungeon-y. Well, the the original one, if I remember correctly, would change the order of things. It changed your mission structure, and it would change, like, the actual dungeon layout. It didn't do that in 3, but the layouts did change. Procedural Dungeonist crabs. Zach would know for sure. He's played way more than me. If you want to ask Procedural Dungeonist crabs. They all look the same. That's a good band name. Or they all look different. (laughs) All right. Anyways, let's let's move on to what we really want to talk about. Let's talk about The Outer Worlds. Uh, The Outer Worlds is an action role-playing game developed by Obsidian Entertainment and published by Private Division. The game was released for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows on October 25th, 2019. And a Nintendo Switch version will be released in 2020. Yes. I stole that from the Wikipedia page. Nice. Um, this is the most stable Bethesda game I've ever played in my entire life. Right? It is astounding. I mean, I've had like one or two small bugs, but this game is astoundingly stable. But it's not a Bethesda game. I know. It's a, it's a joke, man. Okay. A bad one. Poor delivery on my part. Sorry. Um, I I don't have any negative, necessarily negative things to say about this game other than... Um, it just again it's a game that's not it hasn't really sunk its hooks into me necessarily it's teeth like I'm not really feeling that like urgency to play it other than I wanted to play a lot of it for this for the yeah. podcast yeah. Um, the art style is really cool the music is fucking great when you level up there it is the most yeah. epic fucking orchestral burst that blows into the I speakers I hate it so much you hate Do it really you know why why because it's the it's the access Hollywood jingle Oh, jeez. Really? Do, 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 do. 
I didn't even. I'll have to. If you, if you sped it up just a little bit, it is exactly the. I'm gonna have Hollywood to. I'm gonna have to level up some more <laughs> to the hear. The first it. time I heard it, I was like, "Is that fucking Axis Hollywood going on? Right? What is this?" And I, it, it just ruined it for me. <laughs> but other than that, after the podcast, we should bring up a side I might be by side wrong. Maybe I'm not remembering the, Mario uh, Lopez like jump in and like announce <laughs> your level up or what? Like, yeah, I'll get the Mario Lopez DLC for. Uh, for the outer worlds but yeah uh, sorry, sorry to no you're derail good derail your train. totally totally worthwhile um <laughs> yeah i think i mean the music is cool other than access hollywood and <laughs> it has a really cool graphical look to it the the coloring is like this oddly saturated but not overly like i don't know how to explain the color yeah. scheme of things but it's very interesting and vibrant cool. vibrant mm-hmm. uh the modeling of the characters is unique and cool the voice acting is great uh, the game shares a lot of parallels with uh, Serenity and Firefly that I love. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Parvati the character is literally Kaylee, Kaylee yeah. to a, to a T, and she is acted to perfection by whoever is playing her in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, adorable interactions between all characters and everything. The bits where I've picked I've picked up like every companion you can get so far. Like I have six companions that I can choose from. Oh wow. And the, your interactions as a character with them are super interesting and help build your crew, which is really yeah. cool. Um, but it's essentially just Fallout in space is what it is. And it's done very well, but it's very stripped down. Um, you're not getting all kinds of crazy weapons and building them out all weird with crazy-ass mods. Everything is very low-key uh, you can put a you can put a different scope on your assault rifle, and you can put a different magazine that gives you, uh, you know, electricity or plasma style ammo or poison ammo, or you can swap out the barrel to put on like a silencer or something that keeps your shots from spreading as much. Like, there's, it's it is a very scaled down set of systems from Fallout, Fallout and 4. Beth, you know other Bethesda games, uh, you know Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls. Uh, in that sense, but I do find it interesting the way the skill tree, not skill tree, the uh, attributes, mm. the attribute system works. Uh, as you're leveling up, you get 10 points that you can you can spread across all your different attributes, and before you hit 50, like level 50 on each of those attributes, uh, you can only do blanket attributes for them. So like your tech tree, which handles like hacking and science and medical, uh, you add uh, points to that and once you hit 50 points in that skill tree it unlocks each of those hacking uh, science and medical into individual attributes which you can then add individual points to to specialize your character even more i think that's super interesting it it's, makes it easier to like generalize across the yeah, board and you, then like pick actual specialization right it, well i think it, it kind of expedited my progression through the game in a way because i was putting a bunch of points into like different stuff but I was able to unlock. I haven't yet run into a door or a lockbox or anything that I can't lockpick, and I can hack every computer that I come across. There's been a few dialogue tree things that I haven't been able to touch because I wasn't like high enough for persuasion and things like that. But it's it's just a really interesting way to handle these RPG elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing, like I think the gun, like I, I think the guns are kind of boring, but not. I, I don't like games where there's so many different guns to choose from that I can't find a gun that I like at this point like I feel like there's so few guns I can't I haven't found one that I like necessarily so I haven't gotten any science weapons yet have you gotten a science like weapon? plasma guns and shit like that is that what the no, science the, weapons are the ones that there's a quest to hunt them down no oh, no I there's haven't like very specialized I, weapons called science weapons I picked that, up one and it's a shrink ray yeah oh yeah so, I have the shrink ray that okay. is okay that's yeah. unique I mean, not unique in the scope of video games, well, but... and it's also kind of gimmicky. I think what John's trying to say is there's not, like, a general weapon. Like, this is my this is my everyday, yeah. my, my, my daily driver, you know. I mean, I, to... I find myself using the assault rifle on the regular. Like, I have a, an assault rifle Mark II that I really like. I also have a tactical shotgun that I really like, but they're very basic. Like, there are no frills. Um... The combat in general is like fun, especially because you're not using VATS anymore, but you do have like a time slowdown. I don't tactical the time, time delay. Yeah, tactical time dilation or delay or whatever the yeah, hell they call dilation. it. Dilation. And yeah. that's cool because it makes you feel like you're like if you switch it on and off and do actions really quickly, if you feel like you're doing this crazy John Wick style shit through a sequence and it's kind of fun especially if you're surrounded by a bunch of enemies and stuff like that. it's also cool because you can turn it on and just sit if you don't shoot anything if you don't like 
move it's all it gives you a moment to sit there and think and plot out rather than because it like it is a meter that you have and when you start shooting or moving and doing actions during the time dilation it pulls the meter down but if you just turn it on and want to kind of like analyze the situation and take a look around and see where people are and who you should attack you can totally do that which is yeah it's like super hot put into a normal video game absolutely which is really cool and that's also how the um once you find the cloaking system for mm-hmm. going into restricted areas also works a similar way. Yeah. So like when you walk into a restricted area, you become cloaked. And as you move through the area, the meter goes down. Yep. And if you stop to like take an action, i.e. hack a computer, open a lockbox, whatever, the meter doesn't move mm-hmm. until you start moving again. Like that's that's a really cool element uh, of this game. And I mean, honestly, like the humor in this game is like fucking on point. Like it's, it's yeah. super well done, like really funny. I found myself laughing out loud at various points in the oh, game. I have for sure. Yeah. I'm wearing headphones sitting upstairs by myself, like <laughs> playing this game. And I just start giggling like an idiot because it's something funny happened, you know, through dialogue, like, and you're given a ton of different dialogue choices for most interactions with people, especially important characters where you're given the option of like either killing them outright or you can make them, uh, you know, partner up with somebody else that you're like working on a mission for or whatever, or you can go a whole different route. There's usually like a a few different ways to do everything. So it's a, it's a very, very well put together game that again, I, I just, I can't say what about it, but it doesn't quite hook me yet. And I don't know if that's just, I'm, I'm saying that now, but I guarantee you like, give me another 50 hours of this game and I'd be like, this game's fucking great. Like hands down. And it is, it is a very well put together game. I think anybody who has game pass will enjoy it. And if you feel like, if you like fallout or you like Skyrim and you want another explorative, uh, you know, RPG game with really well done systems. Like this is that, um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I feel like I just spilled all the beans. Brian, you should say some words before I do. If you'd like, um, I mean, in addition to Fallout, there's definitely elements that remind me of other games, like uh, Mass Effect, for instance. Yeah, the character, and the like... whole having your own ship and mm-hmm. picking up the characters and having two of them with you and being able to give them little commands and stuff. It's not as involved as like Mass Effect, where you would you can literally make them do like use their whole skill tree. Um, but uh, you do get they, they like do have their own that you yeah that improve based off of what their specialization is basically as well. If you if you put more points into your leadership, yeah, per uh, skill. But there there's a lot of um, yeah, there's a lot of variety with what you can do with leveling up your um, party members. I notice like I usually put perk points into things that will help my character directly, like giving me plus 10 to hacking or whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but it's cool. They all have their own backstories and they all, I believe have their own basically like loyalty quests. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and I, I like the fact that the game is divided up into various, like space stations and planets, planets and stuff and that you can visit um, instead of just being one large open map. Land. Yeah. Um, that probably helps in the fact like cutting down on the amount of bugs because it's probably yeah, way sure. easier to polish the game when everything's broken up into various hubs like that. I think yeah. it really helps with, uh, the open world ADD too yeah. to be to have this like oh this is the area I'm in right now I'm gonna try and accomplish all of the things that happen in this particular area and like as you're walking around and you move to another town in the area you find 15 more missions to go on in this one area and maybe one or two of them send you out to other planets mm-hmm. but you don't have to tackle those until you actually have to be forced to go to that planet to progress the story forward like yeah i've been trying to just focus on everything i can in one geographic area before moving on like yeah. i was in that space station forever doing random things oh for sure and the space station's cool as hell too yeah it's cool um yeah, the uh, the style of it is definitely interesting. Like, there's there's even like a little bit of like Bioshock like styling yeah. to it, in a way. Kind of like some things have like an old timey feel to them, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. 
the art style is fucking great and everything the product packaging and design and everything in the game yeah um and the humor hits you right off the bat as soon as you get to the ship and it's like this is your ship the unremarkable like that's yeah fucking funny man yeah. like it's just like little hits unreliable the unreliable yeah yeah which but, is even funny yeah it's all <laughs> It, the yeah the art the art's cool there's all these posters and things you can collect in the game too that you bring back to your ship you're like stealing them from other people but you can like put them on your ship for like your crew yeah stuff like that and those are all really sweet I, I, Zach is saying my biggest problem with the outer world so far is that it's too easy that's obviously super subjective it though. is too easy everyone has said in in well not ever I shouldn't say everyone but what I've read and in, in, in the one review I listened to on Kotaku split screen was crank up the difficulty Play it on hard yeah. Yeah. i i had i listened to that before i started and i put it on hard and hard's not hard enough interesting so i might turn it up to the top yeah and i still don't think it's going to be hard enough but i do find that kind of weird because i didn't really focus on combat like yeah. my my character is built to basically be able to talk out of any situation yeah, and, and you can avoid any of the gunplay too between like I do towns. like the gunplay and I do use it still, but I don't really rely on yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a necessity. Like there's there's complete encounters that I've already talked my way out of right. and through. And I can literally like go in and steal something and say, no, I, I, I wasn't doing anything. And then they believe me <laughs> and, like any time, anywhere. This was mine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Yeah, it'll, well, it'll just say, like, lie yeah. <laughs> in brackets. Like, yeah, I'm lying. This See, and here's the thing. Here's what's great about this game. I agree with John in that it hasn't quite hooked me yet. So part of it is that I haven't played enough. I really only, like, just acquired Vicar Max as a character, mm. and I'm excited to know more about him. But He's interesting. The He feels very much like a Shepherd book to me that doesn't give a fuck about his job, actually. So it's, it's kind of like the Firefly stuff continues to yeah. apply. But... This game is everything I wish Fallout 4 was. Take away all the base building. Yeah. Get please. rid of the like four dialogue choices on your PlayStation buttons. Give me talking to people. Let me talk to them and and get out of what they what they want me to do or convince them to do something else. All of that felt like it was missing in Fallout 4. Or just kill everybody. Or just kill everybody. I have everybody, tested which is that. Also... I reverted my save. I'm not usually one to go back on things that I've done. Yeah. But I was playing one night. <laughs> and I murdered and... a whole village. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Felt great. Well, I was playing one night and I was having a hard time on the first planet deciding between the factions. Okay. Because. It's a really great it's, choice. Yeah. That they, they, did, put... they did such a good job making it so murky yeah. and difficult to decide that I. Basically, I was like, okay, well, the corporation is a corporation, you know, and they're basically, I mean, I don't feel like I'm really spoiling much, but everybody's basically like an indentured servant yeah. to them. However, they are living like reasonably productive, okay lives, I suppose. And then there's the other faction that basically just decided they didn't want to work one day and wanted to be lazy pieces of shit and garden. Fucking millennials, man. Yeah. <laughs> And they somehow think it's they're better than the people that work for a living yeah. and they want to just take all the power away from them and then leave them to rot. That's fucking bullshit. So I like when I was like, screw this. And I killed the boss of the corporation. Then the whole town revolted on me and I killed everybody in town. <laughs> <laughs> and it was too easy to do, yeah. which is the ma the real reason why I reverted the save. But it also, or I probably would have just let it roll. Doesn't it also like let you know, like, okay, this quest is botched too. You can't like, uh, no, but not it. much was. That's okay. the thing. Like, I want to go back and play through this way, like a speed run, basically, where I just go through and decimate everything because it's so easy. The other thing I want to do, uh, I would want to come back and play because I made my dude a little bit too smart. Like, I like having smart characters in these type of games. Yeah. But I've heard there are dumb dialogue options that are fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, if you make your character unintelligent. Like, super dumb, but, like, very charismatic. Not not even necessarily very charismatic, but, like, this is just what a dumb person would say in this situation. <laughs> yeah. If they were, like, either full of themselves or, like, they didn't understand well, that, what you were talking about. That's where that I think this thing. game will shine is, like, some of the replay and, like, coming up with new yeah. character the, the, archetypes. and The fact that it's not absurdly long, from what I understand, it can be fairly long if you do everything. But yeah. 
it's not too long to want to to be able to play again. Like, well, and you'll know like what quests you can just kind of avoid and not care yeah, about the second. Like time I've played, anyway. I've played Mass Effect that way. Although usually I end up doing most of the side shit over again, anyways, because I Cause love like everything it. in that yeah. game. But uh, like, yeah, the, having the option to not do stuff is cool, and I'm I'm probably gonna play through it again and just be dumb and smash everything and everyone and call it a day see what happens see how wildly different it can be it's awesome that this is on game pass like that's nuts to me i'm sad that it's not like play anywhere the fact that i can't just like load up my save on xbox yeah i'm a little pumped about that because i wanted like i you know i wanted to just take the xbox down to the living room and play down there and you know because i've been playing with controller anyways i don't this isn't the kind of game i necessarily like with mouse and keyboard i will say one of my gripes is that the uh, when you want to pick up something like the hover mechanic, you have to be like pinpointed on the object a little mm. more so than I think I'm used to, which is a little bit of a bummer, especially if you're playing with controller with mouse, yeah. it's not a problem. But um, yeah, like I, I was super bummed that I couldn't just like cross save it over to my Xbox and bring that downstairs in the living room and play Can there. Can you stream it through your Xbox or does that work only one way right now? I I'm think that's sure. only one way, but I did not look at like I meant to look because I know. Yeah. Like you can stream your PC, your to Xbox. Your TV. Like I think games you, I think you can the... do both, but I don't know that you can legitimately play games on your PC mm. through that stream. I think you can show like video and do other programs. I got and it. Shit, but there well, also there I, might be a way to finagle running the process through Steam too, so and then use the Steam link. That's what I tried to do. I tried to use my PlayStation controller on my Apple TV with Steam Link to play the game, but for some reason, the like. You have to use a third-party program to add the game to Steam because, number one, it's a UWP game, like Mm, the Windows. Yeah. But also, number two, if you don't do that, then it won't... Like, there's something about controller support that needs to happen as well. Otherwise, it won't work, and I could not get it to work. But I didn't try very hard because I've been sick. So it might actually work and be okay, but we'll have to try something else. So... No, I think it's a cool game. I really want to play more of it. Um, yeah, especially talking about it. I want to get back to it. Death Stranding's out on Friday, and I'm certainly going to pick that up. Um, and Jedi Fallen Order's out like in a couple weeks as well. The so there's 15th. a lot of... A lot of, yeah, and Pokemon. Pokemon comes out like that's uh, pretty soon this, as well. This is like a super jam-packed like pre-Christmas like crunch. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. happening. Modern Warfare just came out. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. So there's, there's so a lot to play. to play. Maybe we can divide and conquer and figure out exactly what. Unless you guys. The problem is, I want to. I want to play after after all of that shit. <laughs> after reading the Kotaku uh, article, the review of Death Stranding, I now want to play it. After like I had seen other reviews and was like, this game sounds awful. And then I read the Kotaku one and I was like, this game sounds awesome. Like. <laughs> So maybe, maybe maybe sorry Nicole I'm bringing the PlayStation on our honeymoon. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna play Death Stranding in Jamaica. No, I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I want to play I that. I might play Pokemon on the beach in Jamaica. That might be okay. Pokemon would be cool, I think. I'm not I'm not sure, man. There's just so many games. There's a lot. And then again, I want to play more of this to try and figure out where the hooks sink in. I don't know. I just I a lot of it is the characters in this game. Like I really like the I like Parvati a lot. I think yeah. she's just like yeah. again, whoever plays her is is just on point, like nailing it. Like all of her inflection and everything through all of her dialogue is just perfect. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I, I want to play more of this for sure. But I I I'll probably pick up at least one of the Pokemon games and then uh I do want to get Luigi's Mansion. There's so many games. Man. You should that see, can fall uh, by the wayside. See if they got it at the video store. You can pick it up, rent it, play a yeah. little bit. Um, yeah, I I am a little disappointed. There isn't any vats. Like I know the ta- the the tactical time dilation stuff is cool, but I do also really love vats. Um, well, they have to give you a reason to play Fallout games, you know. I guess, but at this point. I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if, like Obsidian if, just, out, if Obsidian just kept making these, I will never play another Bethesda game ever again. I, I'm at the point right now where I hate, like, I don't like Fallout 4, and that also leads me to not like Fallout 76, where I don't know, like, Fallout 5 is a question mark for me. I'd have to see what it is. 
I don't even know about Starfield at this point. If Starfield is literally just No Man's Sky with like galactic base building and shit, I don't care about that. They kind of figured to be similar to the Outer Worlds, but less M- polished. And- Maybe <laughs> lots more bugs. Probably yes. that's entirely possible. But like the the weird thing is that they're kind of like they're by getting into this whole um, base building bullshit that I don't care about. It's really disenfranchising me from what I love about Fallout games and and Bethesda games in general. So if Obsidian just decides to keep making awesome versions of these games, then like John said, I I don't know that I have to care about whatever. Es- especially doing. like the, I mean, clearly their engine is way better. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, wait, I mean, it's, all, it's, it's not it's, it's not twenty years engine, old. Yeah, so yeah, it's better. Maybe they spent more time on it and they made it more like it, it's been a more focused game anyway, and they have things segmented off. Like it's easier to QA and whatnot. But these are all smart choices that they made, and for some reason, Bethesda hasn't made those choices in fifteen years. So it's, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll be. It's nice that Obsidian exists to do these types of things, and Bethesda's also out there doing whatever they want to do. Because I, I know there's people out there that love Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, but that's not me, and I'm sad about it. Yeah. So we've had a pretty interesting chat. Yeah, it's, there's see. a lot of talking going on in there. I know Gladish wants us to play some Death Stranding on stream, so I'll try to do that when it comes out. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I feel like I'm more interested in watching that game than I am playing it. Oh, well, good news. If you tried to play it, you'd probably mostly be watching it anyway because it's the Hideo exactly. Kojima game. So. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm also disappointed I heard that it doesn't really resolve or whatever. Or it's disappointing. That seemed a lot more. So you listen to the Giant Bomb stuff, which is what I, I listen to as I well. I mean, I listen to that, and I do listen to split screen. The Kotaku so. uh, review that Heather Alexandra did seems so much more in tune with what Kojima wants the game to be that I feel like in reality I will be somewhere in between those two. But I'm interested to to check it out. I think it'll be a fun experiment and look into the mind of Hideo Kojima, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. Please feel free to subscribe. You can do so with your Amazon Prime free subscription if you have one or for $5 or whatever for the smallest subscription size. That's cool, too. Um, yeah, we really appreciate everybody who uh, jumped in the chat this time. Yeah, Zach, Gladish, Corey, please, thank you for thank you for checking out our stream right now. Nostradamus, if you're still in there, awesome to have you with us. Uh, and I think there was another person. Is it Zenuaska? Yeah, at the very top there. Yeah, and so Black Space Mirror. Yes, Black Space Mirror as well. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, so we will... It, when When's next one? Next one's weeks. probably going to be on November 17th. That's your birthday. Yep. So a special birthday episode, or maybe we'll do the 16th or something. But uh, Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so probably um, mostly Death Stranding, maybe some Jedi Fallen Order if I can peel myself away from the, the crying that apparently happens in Death Stranding. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Anyways, thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah. I, uh...
Is there a way to tell on Xbox app how long you've played? I don't know. Mm, I uh, don't know. <laughs> just gonna. Corey's not. right. Like, did something happen that you're <laughs> 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 More laughs per minute coming out. No. I don't understand. You guys are I, I just think, have a low threshold of like I what the, you think is humorous the right the now. Haze, <laughs> like the the blind rage haze of living at Ricky's house has finally all <laughs> faded. Yeah, it's it's gone now. And he, he's back he's back to this like level of humor his that you jo- guys his own jovial self. Yeah, you guys just aren't familiar with this. You've never seen this side of him. <laughs> Whereas I've seen it from the get go. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Are you recording all this? I am. Yeah, good. I, this I, needs I, to I'm go. not saying it to be an <laughs> asshole. It's Put just it. like there's an, a marked difference. Okay. Put it at the end of the episode. Yep. Anyway, we'll just we'll roll with this. I can I can talk about the BlizzCon stuff, I suppose. <laughs>